Excellent. An ale for me. And for my officers. In fact, ales for everyone. Turn backwards. With Rick and Rick and Will and Zemma. Oh, yes. <clears throat> Greetings, gentle listeners, and welcome to Turn Backward, the UK-based podcast talking about Star Trek. Uh, my name is Gemma Turland. Sitting to my left is Will Turland. Hello. Sitting ahead of me over the airways is Rick Palmer. Hello. And to the right of him is Rick Everson. Hello. And today we are going to continue our run of reviews of Picard season four, three, three, three. Um, and we're going to be talking about the episode Imposters, episode five. Mm. Cool. So, cool. Um, yeah, it's another really good one, I think. I th- I, yeah, it's one of my favourites. As cool. we discussed, uh, we disagree on uh, our favourites. We do, but I don't. But... I don't disagree that this one is excellent. Oh no, no. I yeah. just. I, I. I think episode four was my favourite. But mm-hmm. uh, we'll get into that debate. It's not really a debate so much as we. Have slightly have, different yeah, favourites. Favorites, yeah, it's, it's fine. I, mean, I, 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 I think there's a discussion to be had when we've seen all ten. Yes. Yeah. That's uh, a good well, point. Well, no, that's yeah. fair enough. Yeah. 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 Thanks for settling thanks, that, Rick. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Dad. <laughs> um, so I, I think episode four very much sort of finishes a kind of trilogy of episodes that are all set in that nebula. Hmm. Um, and they all, they almost sort of run together in, in real time. Sorry, so, episode ep- four ends the trilogy of episodes. Well, okay, yeah, because no, I'm not yeah. counting episode one in that trilogy. Yeah. <clears throat> You, you see, oh, right. yeah, okay, yeah. so it feels like like episode five kind of starts a new chapter in mm. a way. Yeah. Um, it does, doesn't it? Yeah, the changeling we... chapter, really. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. And we open yeah, with finish the nebula chapter. Yeah, we have sort of a nice scene where everyone's you know everyone's kind of a bit more relaxed now they're out that nebula mm-hmm. and stuff, and then sure pops up and he says oh by the way i've telephoned starfleet yeah. <laughs> and said you're all a bunch of jerks and you've done all these crimes and he's Good luck. really he's really cheerful he's very chipper <laughs> he's in the really, beginning of this episode he's so, <laughs> so now that that is sorted i should tell you that i have already contacted starfleet and they're on their way he's absolutely <laughs> delighted that they're in trouble he is and there's, oh, I think I might be skipping ahead again, but there's a wonderful uh, turbo lift scene between him and um, Picard and Riker. Yeah, where he's just just cheerfully whistling. <laughs> oh, and relaying to them all their failures. <laughs> yeah, recounting, recounting the plots of some TNG episodes. <laughs> yeah. I particularly like. I didn't. One of them I didn't break the prime directive just so I could snog a villager on Baku. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Or they might remember that time that someone hot-dropped the saucer section of the Enterprise-D on a planet. Or that time that someone threw the Prime Directive out the window so they could snog a villager on Baku. Or the time that you boys nearly wiped out all of humanity by creating a time paradox in the Devron system. (laughs) 
the villain, but the uh, the episode starts with um, with a fake out scene where we think Jack Crusher has murdered everybody. Oh yeah, yeah. yes. Oh no! Yeah, I forgot about that. And it's quite kind of picking up immediately from the end of episode Mm. four, where Jack starts to have his sort of visions or hallucinations, whatever whatever they are. Oh, and also he um, a flip switches and he turns into um, ultra assassin Jack, doesn't he? And yeah. kills those yeah. through how many? How many? Chains? Oh, that's that's. Oh, yeah, that's later on in the episode, though, isn't it? Oh, that's is it this end, episode? Oh, of course it is. Yeah, episode. sorry, yeah. whoops. Yeah. 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 I wasn't in, My wasn't totally convinced that uh, that was really happening, but there was no. a moment where I was like, "Ooh, are they actually gonna?" That's yeah. when are we gonna get the point where we find out this is a fa- okay? It's a fake. Quite okay, right. I mean, it, yeah, I thought it was quite obvious it was gonna be a, a dream, <laughs> but as you say, it did kind of run, run. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it was a cool, mm. cool opening. Yeah, cool, yeah, cool. yeah, good cold open, as they say. <laughs> Yeah, so um, yes, Jaunty Old Shaw has is, is, is got them into trouble, and it turns out the, pe- the person they send to sort them out is familiar. Yeah, and the, uh, the, the intrepid shows up, doesn't it? We get a really we get a cool shot, yeah. a, a cool shot of the, the, the Titan and the intrepid mm-hmm. kind of facing off. Yes. Like adversaries, I quite liked that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yes, we get uh, we get a, an officer who comes on board to, um, to interrogate to cart them off. Yeah, and, and it, well, so you, who is it, Gemma? You say who it is? It's Ro. Yeah, it's Ro. She's back. Yay! Oh, so pleased. Did, did oh. anyone when you watch this have Picard wasn't? No, Picard. No. <laughs> It was it was fucking furious. What was your what was your reaction to when you saw Ray? Because I it was a total surprise to me. I'd not mm. read any spoilers. Yeah, I was like, oh, what? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It was a real sort of holy holy shit moment for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's like... I think to an extent, I was quite like Picard. I was like, the hell is she doing in a Starfleet <laughs> uniform? Kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I don't. I, I wasn't quite as angry with her as Picard <laughs> okay. was, but you know, th- th- there was an extent where I, was, I, I don't understand why she's in Starfleet. She went. She was number eight. She betrayed her uniform. <laughs> Chill out. To, to, to quote another captain. Yeah. So, uh, but they do explain that. So it's all cool. I mean, to me, that I think this is this this was one of the best surprises of of mm. Picard season three because didn't know that she was coming back and. I mean, what a what a treat to get a continuation of her story. You Absolutely, know, th- like yeah. thirty years to yeah. TNG yeah. finished. Um, we pick up that story thread. Mm-hmm. I, I just I know there's always been that question: what happened to her? Because the Marquis essentially you wiped her. Kind out. of assumed that she um, she died. I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. That yeah. had been 
I know Deep Space Nine had some relaunch novels where she had survived and she she ended up rejoining Starfleet with Picard's support. Uh, um, but I quite like that this went against that. Actually, Picard has held on to that feeling of betrayal all yeah. these years. Um, there you go. But then, because that leads, leads to a much more interesting view of their relationship that they have this, when they have this discussion of how it was that he had picked her, he had tried to mentor her, but from her perspective, he was he was pushing her to an impossible standard that she wasn't ready or even wanted to be held to. Exactly, yeah. and he really? and he was so enraged that she had not understood how incredibly blessed she was by his mentorship. Mm. And we, get to, we, we get to that, don't we? That's that's the great thing about this episode, I think, is that that doesn't happen immediately. No. Like it's a slow... It's a. It takes time for them to get to that point where they sort of um, have that conversation. And yeah. early on, like, Ro is the antagonist. Like, she's... Um, especially with the changeling plot, like, you think maybe Ro's a changeling... Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and that's 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 her that's almost like her main role for the first part of the episode. Her her backstory sort of sits in in the back <laughs> of this yeah. episode as well for a little while. And I think that works really well. I'm glad that they didn't I'm glad they gave it time to to sort of unfold that 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 sort of the tension between them, the anger and the resentment, the mm -hmm. the, the heartache as we come to find out. It, yeah, is it, it time yeah. to sort of be expressed? I think. And you really just going back to the um, sorry, Gemma. Just going back to the the Captain Shaw in this episode. Mm. Uh, the lift, the stuff in the lift is great, um, and also kind of fitting for mm. this episode. I think in terms of him pointing out all the shit that they did. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. early on, earlier on, when when Shaw seems pretty happy that he's called Starfleet to sort of. Um, let them know what's happened and hopefully see Picard and Riker get told off. <laughs> um, he does say, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> step out the room and give you guys the courtesy of getting your bullshit story together." Yeah. I think that is, I, I think, I think that's another example of him. Like, I think that is a courtesy. Oh, and um, as a courtesy, because of the harrowing ordeal that we all survived together, I'm gonna step outside so the three of you can get your bullshit story straight. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think he jokes about it being a courtesy, but it is a real courtesy, isn't it? Yeah. He is doing them that, that favor. He didn't have to do that. Um, mm. there, there's almost kind of a warmth to his jerkiness. Yes. Like he can't, yeah, he can't, he can't be sort of straightforwardly mm nice he has to do it yeah while well, sort of being a bit of a jerk i think <laughs> yeah i think that's about as nice as he can yeah. be <laughs> judging by his actions not his words yeah <laughs> one one slight one slight nitpick that someone which i hadn't thought of one of one of my other friends raised to me is that would everyone know about the uh the, the, what happened in the devron system in um the end of um, uh, All Good Things because that's something that Shaw references it's one of the episodes that he references um, that he... two things two things well A how dare you bring in your bullshit other Star Trek friends <laughs> I'm sorry <laughs> you know how I feel about those friends I know. <laughs> um, but also 
um, I think yes, th- there was no nothing happened in the because mm-hmm. I've considered this nothing happened in the Devon system ultimately in this timeline, <laughs> but. I imagine the report that Picard made was circulated. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Picard would have circulated a mm. report about this, uh, and it would probably be quite fascinating reading to people of a particular scientific bent. Yeah, the, the idea of an anti-time anomaly, and everything like that. Yeah. So, I I would imagine it's it was probably a known event to among Starfleet people. This this on that sort of this. That was the same argument I used with with my friend. That maybe that was the case. Yeah, that it was a that it was a report, and it was, but it was such a crazy story. It became quite famous. (laughs) Maybe, Uh, but also maybe sure is bent out of shape with them being on his ship since they've been on his ship (laughs) and also he was laid up for quite a while wasn't he he's read all of he's like right when i'm gonna get them in a lift i'm gonna call them on all their bullshit what have they done what's this they did in the difference system they nearly wiped out humanity (laughs) i'll tell them about that I mean, it's quite unfair because he also talks about them dropping the saucer section of the yeah. Enterprise on a planet. It's like, that's not fair. They, they, they got, I mean, he should have given them a hard time about how they got taken down by a single bird of prey. <laughs> like, that's the bigger thing. Yeah, from, from, from an outsider's perspective, if you're just reading the reports and you don't have all the context, yeah, yeah. you would give them shit about that because what the hell? You lost a galaxy-class starship to an ancient bird of prey. Uh, but um, anyway, get, uh, but mm. going back, mm. getting sidetracked a bit, but going back to Ensign Rowe, so or not Ensign Rowe, she's look, Commodore Rowe? Commander, Commander Rowe. Not a Commodore Commander. Um, I did the, the sort of paranoia about the whole, mm. is she a changeling or is she real, that actually improved the previous episode for me because I previously had a nitpick around I couldn't they have made a bit more of the whole paranoia of oh there's a changeling on board but in retrospect I think they didn't want to have a make the story too repetitive because they planned to do to milk that sort of paranoia Mm -hmm. here in this story so I think that's okay yeah yeah and they played it beautifully I think it worked excellently with Roe because they, because they had a cut a hand, but also we just had the scenes in sick bay. Yeah, yeah. So they had the, the, that's, that's no use. I have an, a, a medical reports for you, Picard, and it's oh very. Oh, I'll just, uh, just I'll just casually go over to this this screen over here and quietly and look turn at that my report. button, and you can't see because it's medical. Oh, you wouldn't make you wouldn't make a great spy, would you? <laughs> He should have just turned back to Roe and goes, oh, yeah, my, my medical report has just confirmed I'm still a robot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good is point. He, Why sorry, he's, he's, a, he's, a ro- he's a robot? <laughs> they do they, they do actually mention it a couple of they times. They do, the but then... Uh, he's positronic. He's positronic. This is something later on. We'll talk about that. Anyway. Um, it sounds yeah. like you're going to go into that song from Greece. <laughs> <laughs> he's positronic. <laughs> Someone's done that, absolutely. Oh, God, yeah. I'm sure they will. How has Brent Spiner not done that? That's what I want to know. Yeah. But, yeah, so we, we, we then we, we get a quite a, a long sort of build-up to the, the scene yeah. where Roe Ro sort of takes them into that holodeck um, so they're on their own and they, they can finally have a kind of heart-to-heart. And I, mm-hmm. I really liked that 
that scene had to it had a purpose in the plot because it was through that conversation that they discovered that neither of them were a changeling so that that was important in the plot but it was also a great character scene because Mm -hmm. we you know we get some finally after all these years we we sort of get a scene with Row and Picard yep. where they can talk about what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, I, again, I thought it was it was great writing because it it, it fulfilled yeah. those fulfilled two purposes. Yep. It, was, it was clever, I thought. Yeah, and and some great acting as well. Oh yeah, think, yeah. I mean, Michelle Forbes is great, oh, isn't she's she? Still, and she's still yeah. Row. Yeah, yeah. always a delight. Straight off the bat. Yeah, I mean, I, I I'm do so glad she agreed to come back. Yes. Hmm. I think the the whole the, this season, I think the acting has been superb. Especially, um, I really, I think Jack is excellent because I think he has to he has to ride a very difficult line of being a a cheap chappy, um, cocky. A co- cocky, cocky, cockney cocky, cockney. But he's also got a huge <laughs> amount of emotion underneath that, and you can he really relays mm. everything. Um, in his manner, in his face, and his—is I think he's superb. I, I did. I found him irritating at first, mm, but yeah. I, but he he really grew on me as a character and as an actor. And I think, yeah, you're right. He had a bit of an uphill struggle yeah. because also he's he's a new character, and a lot of the audience are there to see the TNG crew. Yeah. So he, he has his work cut out for him. But yeah, I agree. He's he's, he's totally won me over. Yeah. And I think I think the TNG crew have come into this like they haven't even been away. Yes. Yeah. They've come they've come into this and they're just like, Oh, I love working with these guys. This is gonna be brilliant and you can see they're loving it. You can see particularly Jonathan Frakes is having the best time <laughs> yeah. doing this. He's loving it so much. Um so with the, you know, for, for a new guy to come into that and they've got to say, Okay, so you are Captain Picard's son. Oh, no pressure on that. Yeah, the audience are going to love this. (laughs) They're going to accept this. It's got to carry so much. (laughs) Joining an established company like this, and it's less like, how? He's doing amazing. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it's not only that. I think they all are. I mean, you have to be cut. Sure. Sorry, you go. Sure is is, is one of my new favourite captains. I think he's... Well, Shaw's had to come into an established group. He's got to then be be a jerk yeah. to characters that people love, yes. and it, he's doing it so well, and people really like him. Yeah, you yeah. Know? We we are we were not the only ones to say from episode one, it's like, well, you know what? He's kind of got a point. So, you know, and he's maintained this all the way through. So, it, it, I think the new guys are just doing brilliantly. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree, but it, but you know the old. The old, the old gang the old are doing guard. brilliantly yeah. as well. And yeah, yeah. I mean, the scene, the scene between Roe and Picard it was, it was. Oh, it was it's one of the maybe one of the standout beautiful. scenes yeah. of the whole thing so far. Maybe mm-hmm. um, all that, all that weight upon it. And again, like yeah. Picard and Beverly scene, it it felt like as an audience, it was very difficult to pick whose side you're on. It's like both both parts. You, you, not, I, not for me. Okay, you are. You, <laughs> no, I think we know which side Jen is on. Yeah, you carry on. But, but no, I think I understood from Picard's point of view how he felt about it, and he, you know, he felt betrayed. Um, 
by her but there's that whole you know i like that they have it's a kind of a father-daughter relationship oh, isn't it yeah. but she didn't choose that relationship he no. he ide- sort of identified her as his as a sort of but she as values a it i think she is she definitely feels that she feels that yeah the, the, you know kind of parental um tug you have no idea what it was like living under your relentless judgment. This wasn't about judgment. We had a bond based on mutual respect, based on you and I. You and I what? You betrayed everything I believed in. No. You wanted to mold me in your image, your mentorship, your affection. It was conditional. Do you dare to question my honor? I mean, her father was murdered in front of her, I think, right? I think she mentions that happening yes. in TNG. Yeah, she says. Yeah. And in in um, her final appearance, uh, I mean, she befriends another. She befriends a, a yes. Joran member of the Maki, yeah. like this nice, this nice old dude mm. who really likes mm. Hasparat, and then he yes. gets killed. Mm. And like, so um, her, I mean, yeah. her her decision making, I think, is very understandable. I just, yeah. you know, so I think Rose should have said, look. You don't you don't know what I went through, but you don't understand. Mm. You don't have any idea of the experiences I've had that have informed my yeah. decision making. Yeah, um, and he has no interest in that. All he sees is what he mm. wants her to be. Yeah, yeah but again, I mean, Riker gets it. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It, even in her last appearance on TNG, when because and as Picard points out, the last time you saw her, she held a gun on you. Yeah. Uh, but he respected the decision. She said, I'm sorry, tell tell the captain I'm sorry. I, I, and he was like, he just sort of nods and says, okay. He's almost like got a kind of like, well, you've got to do what you've got to do kind of attitude. Yeah. Um, although may, maybe Riker has more Marquis sympathies than we sort of realise after all Thomas Riker did. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I, I find it... But yeah, he, and, and he didn't like, he didn't like Rogue at all to begin with. So the fact that he's cool with that decision... And it's sim- yeah, uh, it's kind of quite interesting. His anger is similar to when when Wesley left as well. Like he didn't understand Wesley's behaviour when he when he you know with um oh, what was that episode? Oh, when he goes off with the trouble oh, first year. Yeah. Um. So oh. <laughs> Picard has a bit of form, I think, in that he had, with expectations of people in, under his charge i guess and i guess i guess part of that yeah. could come from feeling like overly responsible for them or one but it could also just come from thinking wanting to shape them in a certain way and then when they sort of go against that that's that's just not <laughs> he's not cool not with that so. yeah yeah but i i kind of believe his reaction to to that like i mm. like i think he you know he ha- it doesn't seem out of character that he would not understand other people's decisions absolutely yeah yeah and, and he, but it is interesting like her point about his their, their relationship being conditional that that, mm. it, that was a really good point i think but it made me think about about how that might be in sometimes in relationships anyway i wonder i wonder how many how many relationships especially sort of you know, friendships, professional relationships like that are, are are absolute. How many really are, or how many are conditional? It's you know mm-hmm. they're they're based on the last experience, and you know 
even if you've had a series of good experiences, it might be all it takes is one bad experience, and that could bring the that could you know that could mm. that could affect the that relationship entirely. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I mean, I found it believable that they that Picard and Roe wouldn't have had any contact over the last thirty years because it was, you know, it was such a such a big break mm. that they had. Like how I neither one of them would have felt like they, you know, wanted to yeah. get in touch with the other. And he I was think. so enraged; he would never reach out, and probably has never even looked for her. Yeah, I mean, it did strike mm. me that this—it's—he's—he is now. Well, this this whole season is about him being haunted by his past, and how you know he's—he's—he's he's, he's got the son he never knew he had. He's got the daughter he just threw away because she she decided to go down a path that he didn't agree with. agree with. Yeah, and uh, the you know the 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 partner he 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 didn't um. understand kind of needed more from him than he would ever be able to give yeah not only that i don't think his wine is any good i think that's (laughs) what the sour mead the sour mead (laughs) i love that's next episode (laughs) we've got ahead of ourselves so it's next episode well i do love the running joke that his wine is 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 not good yeah because jack jack turned um yeah some wine some chateau and captain and captain shaw oh Chateau Picard, that is, that is terrific. I'm much more of a Malbec man myself. Yeah, yeah, Captain Shaw has already totally poo-pooed it. But I like the idea that Shaw might have a point, that actually maybe it's quite well known that Chateau Picard is like, oh, that's not, not yeah. so good. I think there's been, there's been <laughs> kind of echoes of it throughout. Like he's, I'm sure he's gifted bottles to people and they've been all like oh oh, oh um before we before we get um too caught up in in row there's another storyline that happens in this episode which is around wharf and raffi um oh, of course and we get a a dramatic kind of wharf uh, death fake out mm. another fake out um <laughs> And I like. I think it's so. So, um, in in brief, uh, Raffi and Worf have to infiltrate another criminal gang on that yeah. planet to get another tidbit of information. Yeah. She feels like they sort of already done, but okay. <laughs> um, and this time, um, at this time, the the gang, the criminal gang leader, is a Vulcan. Mm. Uh, Crin, Crin. Yeah. Uh, played by Kirk Acevedo, who. People might know from things like Fringe, and he was in the Twelve. Yeah. Mo- he was in the Twelve Monkeys series as well, which Terry Metalis mm. um, was the showrunner of. Um, uh, yeah, it's a yeah. It was good to see him. Uh, I, I thought he, I liked Corinne. I thought it was an interesting yeah. um, character. Mm. It's interesting. It's always interesting seeing a Vulcan that's not classically Vulcan. Yeah, I mean, he was classically Vulcan. He talked about logic a lot, but he was like not in a world that you would assume a Vulcan to be. Yeah, but he. I like that they address that actually in dialogue, mm. um, and mm. he ha- he justifies it by saying, "Well, in a you know in in a every society, you need a criminal element, mm. so it is logical." Never imagined a Vulcan being dumb enough to become a gangster. There could be no utopia without crime. Ergo, an organized criminal enterprise is logical. Uh, yeah. Well, okay. 
I mean, I don't know if I'd go with that, but at, at least I like that they address it in, in like. Yeah. Well, I mean, this this goes back to the thing that Janeway once said to Tuvok, is that you can justify anything with logic. That's mm-hmm. its power and its curse. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that that's something I've quite liked about this season is that they they sort of maybe gone back to that idea of thinking about what it is that the audience would start nitpicking and addressing it in in dialogue <laughs> it doesn't have to be completely convincing it's just like oh okay no the writers did know that <laughs> the writers knew that that the audience would be like well, wait a minute but would a phone can be a criminal no they've 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 addressed it it's fine <laughs> yeah. um yeah like you say it doesn't even have to be that, that brilliant an explanation as long as they no one can say oh the writers clearly don't know yeah this. well Clearly they did, so... They did, and they didn't have a good reason to do it, but they acknowledged it, and we have to accept that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Was... I mean, I I think it's fair to say, both me and you, Gemma, we, like, we thought maybe that was it for Mm. Wolf. Yeah. Um, Did you? Yeah, yeah. We were like... Really? I didn't like that. (laughs) I honestly didn't think for a second that was it. Oh. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, I mean, it turns out you were right, Rick. We were stupid. What about, but... what about Rick Palmer? What do you? What did you think? I, I just I couldn't see it. I couldn't see him dying like in that <sighs> in that scene. I mean, I can see him. I can see him dying, but not there. It's just a bit of an. Mm. It's a bit too. It's not glorious. It's not a glorious death. Like but if Wolf's gonna, that... if Wolf's gonna Sorry. die. Yeah, he's gonna he's he's gonna go out in a in a way fitting for the fans well, rather. I suppose so. Yeah, but, but uh, there is like to his mind, he's he's doing it. To, he would he would be if he had died. He would be doing it to save Rafi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, I know That's that is I know that weird. is fitting. But in in the in the context of yeah. of his character and and you know the well not so much the importance, but you know the mm. the history of that character. Um, you know, yeah. as a as a, char- as a character, like yeah. I think he deserves a, f- a fitting scene in which to mm-hmm. die. Like not that, but that's a good that's a good scene, but it's just mm. not a good final scene for that character. So I, I didn't think it was the end. I thought, ah, oh, Wolf, you're just you just <laughs> you're just faking being dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're just nearly so. dead. <laughs> I think, to my mind, it would be, it, you know, I'm going to see the whole group crew together at some point in the series. Yeah. And yeah. So, I, so there's no chance. My reaction was more like, ah, oh, they're bloody, ah, oh, why are they killed? And that means we don't get a scene where all the crew are back yeah. together. Oh. I was thinking, <laughs> no, this is going to be the thing that drives Raffi and this is the... This is the this loss of this character in such a meaningless way is going to have an impact on the star. No, in the way that Elmo, <laughs> <laughs> that Elmo has such an effect on Picard. Oh yeah, oh, actually, yeah. El who? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that the thing is, killing Elnor is did that for Raffi last time. So I kind of think mm. they'd be rehashing if they did it with Worf now, wouldn't they? So but anyway, okay, I mean, but maybe those guys have a point. We were stupid. We were <laughs> the stupid. Wolf was dead, but no, but... what we were doing was we were being carried along by the story. Well, yeah, we were yeah. we were absorbed by it. Exactly. It was it was a wonderful moment when we found out that Wolf wasn't dead. It was brilliant. Yeah, yeah. The fact the fact that in one of the early trailers we saw Reich and Wolf talk to each other kind of also clued me in oh. we just we were just swept along by the you were swept yeah. up in the story i was remembering details yeah. about things that i shouldn't actually know so. 
Wolf does a great. Does... This is why trailers ruin everything. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Wolf does get a funny line when um, when you find out he's not dead. I have mastered the Kalis technique of regulating my heart rate to nearly imperceptible. Let us skip to the interrogation. I am in desperate need of medical attention. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. a cool moment. Um, but yeah, on 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 rewatch, I I did find that we that maybe the sort of Wharf Raffi uh, kind of subplots are a little bit repetitive. Like it's it's kind of it feels like it's the th- it, that's the third time where they've. They've done a thing on that planet, mm. which is which has led them, and it's ended up in a fight that Wolf's been involved in, and then they get a tidbit of information, which leads them on to another thing. Um, but I don't know. But I don't want to be too hard on it because I, I really, on the other hand, I really enjoy any scene with Wolf and Raffi. I yeah. think those scenes have all been really good. Uh, yeah, they're a great pair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think those characters work really well together. Yeah. So, I, I I think I don't mind. I think I can, I can put that nitpick aside and say, you know, maybe, maybe real life can be repetitive sometimes. <laughs> you don't want that yeah. in your escapism, do you? No, but but I I think I that's something that you noticed on a, a binge rewatch. It didn't bother me first no. time around. Yeah, you're right. Mm. Yeah. So you noticed the repetition when you repeatedly viewed the episode. <laughs> yeah, when I watched them again and again, I was like, wait a minute, this episode is the same as the last time I watched this episode. <laughs> I think you're in a, in, a, in, a, in a field of repetition of your own making. You may have a point. <laughs> uh, so shall we talk about the final fate of Commander yes, Rose? we must, sadly, yeah. So we have this mm. death fake out with war. Yes. Which, which I feel, I feel that that very much sets up um, mm-hmm. the kind of real, the real death yeah. of of Ray, which which comes later on. I suppose it's a distraction, like in Star Trek Two, by killing Spock in the Kobayashi Maru scenario. So you don't kill him. You, you're t- you're you're then covering off all the the, the leak and rumours that Spock dies in Star Trek Two. So if you've gone to the cinema to see Wrath of Khan, heard these rumours, Spock dies. Oh no! Hang on. They all die in the beginning. In this simulation, it's fine. Yeah. And then later, oh no, he did actually die. So like, like this is like, Wolf, di- Wolf's dead. Oh no, they're messing with us. And you're, you're distracted until the second, then you realise, oh no, bro. You're like, ah, they wouldn't really kill off a legacy character. It's fine. <laughs> and they do. Um, but it's, I, yeah. I, I was really sad to see Rogue go. But in, on, on the other hand, I feel like it was the the right thing to happen in the story. Mm. Um, yeah. And, I, you know, I guess the, the plan wasn't to bring Ro back to, to kind of be a part of the gang. No. They wanted no. her back for that one episode, yeah. so... Uh, yeah, okay. and I think it's important to do that because otherwise you start getting... To, you get, you mean, we're already kind of crowded. Yeah. So having having Ro back for the rest of the series would have been you know, trying to shoehorn her in but they had, they had a back, they resolved that story. They had her and Picard made their peace. Yeah. And she set them up in a new direction of being on the run from changing. So. And she gets a hell of a way to go out, you know. 
ramming, yeah. a, ramming a shuttle into a warp nacelle as it explodes. <laughs> and, uh, cool moment. And then I loved the... I mean, it was, you know, emotionally devastating, yeah. but I loved then the shot of the... Um, the intrepid kind of rising, oh, like it yeah. kind of went down on a wonk, and then it kind of rises back up, and like and, one nacelle's on and fire, it's really and it's like intimidating. Oh, so cool! It's, so cool. <laughs> it's a starship, but it looked um, yes. yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> I'm really mad with them. I don't know how. They did um, them, and but... that's that's great because then obviously Shaw is faced with this decision. It's like, okay, shall I follow almost all the Starfleet things I know I should do here? Mm surrender my ship and hand these guys over or do I throw my throw my lot in with them fully uh, and despite the fact they're assholes and I, you know they're annoying me am I going to have to go and run with them and, and Riker makes that appeal to him and it, it gets through and it's a really good moment yeah yeah um one one thing I guess this episode doesn't have time for is it sort of it sort of drops the the Jack hallucinations plot line but they they explain that by, I think it is it in this episode where he has he's talked to Beverly about it, it. Yeah, he talks to her at the end. Yeah, oh, right. okay. next episode right. where she brings it up. Because it's it's in this episode as Gemma referenced earlier. He when the changeling beam on board. Yes, they try to snatch him, and he 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 basically does a soji and uh, it, yeah. like activates and just full on kill yeah. kill assassin droid mode so actually I was 100% wrong I was <laughs> thinking I was thinking of the next episode yeah. where they so, sort of drop that yeah, yeah. so so basically uh, we've kind of skipped over a lot of the the plot point haven't we that Roe is <laughs> Roe has, has uncovered that the 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 changeling conspiracy. conspiracy and that no one is safe nowhere is safe and yeah. they're everywhere and she, she's you know the people around her that she's suspicious of yeah and then um turns out that the two people the two security people with her are both changelings yeah and they um know that she's suspicious of them so they, they plant a bomb on her uh, yeah. run about and scoot out of there and not only that they they when they they confront jack oh, don't they, they and then two the more ship, beam in they? yeah um yes they yeah. beam back to the titan yes. to get jack and two more beam in and he, and he takes goes down all crazy yeah it's a, a cool scene it's very cool scene and also roe it turns out to be the uh wharf sandler yes mm. yes so we have we that we finally get to see wharf um Picard and Riker converse. Yeah. Which uh, I have to say was a moment that got me. I was a bit like, oh, here we go. <laughs> I just, yeah, it's so much want to see this crew reunite. Um, it, and it is, it is a bonus that this series is absolutely kicking ass. Uh, but for, for me, I'd be happy for an absolutely nothing episode where just the crew had a little reunion. Um, they have like an hour long meeting in, in <laughs> the ready room. Like, that'd be cool. Yeah. Maybe Rikers put some snacks out. Yeah, yeah. Some dips. <laughs> yeah, which they used to do in early TNG, but... It is emotional, though, <laughs> that bit where Rode... Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, it is. I'm giving you what you gave me all those years ago. A fighting chance. Ro, I... I do see you. Everything. Forgive me. 
It's only now. But, you know, it's a, but a great end for that character, though, I thought. It's like I never thought we'd get the chance to see her again. Never, ever. Uh, the way I heard it is they had quite a battle to get Michelle Forbes just to come back for that one last episode she did of TNG. Ah. So I wouldn't have a million years thought that she'd come back. Um, and I don't think that was because she had a particular issue. I just think she was someone who, as an actor, she had kind of felt like she'd done that, moved on, and had other roles to do. And yeah. was busy. Um, but, um, yeah, to, uh, yeah I'd, although I'd never consciously thought about it, I think I'd, I'd subconsciously dismissed the idea we'd ever see Roe again. Wasn't Roe originally going to be the, the uh, like, Kira, the Kira character in yeah. DS9, basically, mm-hmm. the original plan was for yeah. that to be it? But Michelle Forbes did not want to tie down to seven years of an ongoing series. Yeah. She was a bit like, as I say, she wanted to go on and do lots of different roles. Mm. It's interesting because early on in this season, I wondered if I wondered if Kira might be Worf's handler. I thought no. because because um, <clears throat> because Worf talks a bit about the changelings and. And his his knowledge of them with yeah. Raffi, I thought maybe, and maybe Kira's like, like telling, mm. giving yeah. Worf's um, his instructions and stuff, but it wasn't. <laughs> and it's implied information has come from Odo as well, yeah. isn't it? Which would make sense yeah. if it came via Kira. Yeah. So I I did find myself thinking right, so so. Okay, so Worf is Raffi's handler. And then Roe is Worf's handler. Mm. It's like, who was her handler? And mm. does everyone have a handler? <laughs> and why don't I have a handler? <laughs> Gem is your handler. Yeah, you are my handler. <laughs> You're not doing a very no, good job. No, I go I'm off really topic all the time. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think she's faced with an impossible amount of task. Um, a lot of people are speculating that um, Giorgio might be in the chain of handlers. Mm-hmm. Ah. Just, um, following her trip through the Garden Year Forever, we don't know exactly when she ended up. And the Section 31 series is still yet to really materialise or shed any light on that. Uh, I mean, quite honestly, at this point, I think Michelle Yeoh is going to be well out of their price range. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that, yeah, uh, they but, were lucky to get her in the first place. Yeah. It was always, always a blessing yeah. that we had Michelle Yeoh at all. So, let alone for two and a half seasons of her, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so, in in the uh, in the interest of time, I, I feel like mm. we've we talked a lot about this episode. Does anyone have any? Is there anything we haven't covered in this episode? I'm not sure. I think we've done a pretty good job. Yeah. Than you, so th- this is your current favorite episode, it is, isn't it? To yeah, date, to date, it's my favorite. Um, episode four is my current favorite. Let's see. What are, the, what are all the things that Shaw mentions in the lift? So he says that time you hot dropped the saucer section of the Enterprise on a planet. Yeah, crushed the saucer section. Right, that time uh, you violated, violated the Prime Directive, directive to, to snuggle snug a villager on Baku. Or the time. Um, and nearly wiped out humanity with a time paradox in the Devon. It's just those. Yeah. It's just those three, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, those that were the was days. great. <laughs> yeah. oh, I love that those bit so much. Those were the days. I think I might have clapped. I might have gone like a hee hee hee. Like it, those were the days. 
<laughs> yeah. We were, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, dear. It's so good. It's a good line. It's a good it does, line. It does, I think he would say that. This season, this season yeah. has man, done a really good job of, of having that sort of getting the gang back together energy with a with oh, a yeah. pretty with a pretty sort of um serious storyline as well quite uh, there's quite mm. a lot at stake i think like, this feels mm. like this this season 3 of picard just feels like an entirely different creature to the first yeah. two seasons it does, like, it? It feels yeah. like yeah. like it's uh, it's very cinematic it feels it feels like a movie, essentially, like a long movie. They've, I mean, they've, they've taken some clear, clear stylistic choices that definitely equate more to the movies. Than, yeah. But also harking back so much to episodes as well. Yeah. But not in a not in a kind of uh, a cheap um, way. I think they're no. There's usually a purpose to each one, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah. It's not like a. It's not. So, they're not sort of like Star Trek. Member berries are they? You know, yeah. They so they they do they do make sense in the storyline. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, They're not references for the sake of throwing a reference in just to make the fans go ooh. They actually, you know, yeah. It's like yeah. It was completely in keeping with Shaw to give to give them shit about past nonsense events that they've experienced. Absolutely in line with his character, so it worked beautifully. But in, I mean, in particular, yeah. bringing back Ro wasn't just that was you know she wasn't just a cameo and like no, they no. they really did well to make her a key part of the story mm-hmm. and and have a really good reason to bring her back. Yeah, um, uh, yeah, I think they that that all mm-hmm. worked fantastically. Yeah. yeah. So I. Th- I, I think that brings us to the end of our discussion on Picard season three, episode five, Imposters. Indeed. Yep. I think we Huzzah. should move on to our next discussion, which will be um, episode six of season three, Picard. Say, <laughs> so, oops, someone's confident within them. <laughs> I've gotten that. I've written it down, Rick. <laughs> the only way. I just thought you had like an abacus. I've not got caught out with this baby. <laughs> Usually, I just fix it in the editing if I mess mess up my numbers. <laughs> so yeah, let's say goodbye for now, shall we? And mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah let's talk about join it. us again for more Picard talking. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Thanks, uh, everyone. See you yeah, soon. Bye bye. Do you realise how incredible this is? It's tradition. You ever noticed that bum? What? Bum. Oh no! I will say. I will say. Fewer things. Fewer things. Okay. Enough of this self-indulgence. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. If you want to get in touch with us, our website is www.loweredexradio.co.uk. You can reach us on the Twitters at at ten backward, ten being the number and backward being the word backward. We're also on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash 10 backward podcast. You can also email us at crew at loweredexradio.co.uk. On a personal, individual level, my Twitter is at Wilturland. Rick Everson's Twitter is at TrekFanRick. And Rick Palmer's Twitter is at Mr. Imhotep. Hi, thank you again for listening to the podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, you might consider supporting us. We have now have a Patreon uh, where people can 
uh, pledged small amounts to fund uh, ongoing projects like uh, keeping our website up to date, uh, um, new audio equipment as we're going along, and potentially uh, opportunities to expand our content. Uh, you can go look at this at patreon.com forward slash lower decks radio. Uh, if you don't feel you can donate but would still like to support us, we would love it if you could subscribe to us or however get your podcast through iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play or we're on various third party apps and if you could leave us a review on any of those that would be fantastic and would be very appreciative. Thanks again for listening and please tune in for more podcasts from the 10 Backward Crew. Let's make sure history never forgets the name. 10 Backward? Laddie, don't you think you should rephrase that? 10 Backward. 10 Backward. Those were the days. <laughs>